Well, how about this? The Kansas Jayhawks are 3-0 and on the football field for the first time since 2009. And who better to welcome on than the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks himself, Brian Haney, joining us on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Always great to talk to him. Uh, Brian, great to have you here. Just take me through, as a guy who has been around this program for decades now, you're a graduate from uh, 2002. When you get to this point, knowing what this program has been through over the last 10-plus years, how great is it to watch this team have the success it's had the first three weeks of the season? Uh, it's been pretty special, Pete. Thanks for having me on. You know, to think about some of the, the times we've gone through in my first six years on the call, and, and obviously the, the drought dates back to late stages of 2009 in terms of when Kansas really started to spiral downward. To see where they're at now, it's, it's kind of a surreal feeling because it does bring you back to those magical 07, 08 years when Kansas had its only back-to-back consecutive bowl season years in the history of KU football. And I'm not sitting here predicting 12-1 and one or anything like that, but there is some synergy and, and some symmetry aligning here between finding the first Todd Reesing-esque quarterback that's just truly special in the way he makes plays, leads the team, the way everybody falls in line behind him. Jalen Daniels is that. And you've got the best coaching we've had since Mark Mangino, hands down with uh, tremendous organization and leadership at the top but excellent assistant coaches and very creative and, and I would say brilliant play calling offensively from Andy Kotelnicki. You add it all up, and, and it is a special kind of feel that has surpassed, honestly, what we were feeling in year two of the Mangino era. That was always the comparison I was trying to make last season to this season, that maybe this would be like 03, where they took that leap toward from a two-win team toward six wins, bold eligibility. Remember the Tangerine Bowl team that lost to Philip Rivers down in Orlando. And that may still be, you know, the overall the season trajectory for this group. But the way they've raced out the gates and the way they're scoring points and the way fans are filing on board and piling on the bandwagon, it feels more like the 07-08 era than it does 03, quite frankly. And we'll see how sustainable it is. We'll see just how high they can climb. But to go from a club that the odds makers were saying would only win two and a half games to now being receiving votes in the polls and, and maybe a win or two away from being ranked, that's pretty surreal to think that they've made that climb that quickly. And much like you know those great Kansas teams under Mark Mangino, it coincided with great coaching at the top and then finding you know a, a really special quarterback that could implement your offense. And it's not all about one position, let's be very clear. This is a Kansas team that did very well in the portal for the transfer portal class that was ranked in the top 25. So we're deeper and stronger and better at all positions. But to have a guy right now that's your national offensive player of the week and suddenly is showing up on some Heisman Trophy watch lists, I mean, that's uncharted water, you know, for the most part here at Kansas. And so we're, we're pretty excited. We, we haven't had a Heisman finalist since David James and obviously Heisman Hypeson's reason. So let's hope it continues for Jalen Daniels and this isn't just a – 
three-week flash in the pan to open the year. But I don't think there's any reason to think it would be. No. Now, I will say, I thought, and I said it before the season, the over two-and-a-half for KU was a lock. I didn't think I'd be talking about that being a lock, though, in mid-September. I admit, I I no way predicted that. So, as you look at how we got here, I also find this to be an incredibly likable group of guys and this staff as well because of not just what the program's been through, but uh, how, you know, they find themselves down 14 points each of the last two weeks, Brian. They come back to win pretty convincingly or in convincing fashion. So, how does a team that has uh, really nothing substantial to latch on to in terms of uh, success at the college level how do they find themselves in these 14-point holes on the road the last two weeks and have the confidence to not get down on themselves and come back and win? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, at West Virginia, the early stall out offensively was because of self-inflicted wounds and penalties. And, and at uh, Houston the other day, they were playing in the rain. There was a dropped ball that could have been a, a first down catch. And so you, you had a feeling that, hey, we can move the ball on these guys. We just got to settle in. The difference between week two and week three was it took until the third quarter in Morgantown for the Kansas defense to finally get a stop. They were a much bigger part in the comeback on Saturday at Houston than they were the week before. Big Kenny Logan interception. There was a sack strip fumble in which Jeremy Robinson did all the work from the forced fumble to the recovery. And they were also getting stops that was leading to punts and in a much quicker fashion that allowed Kansas to erase that deficit before the end of the first quarter, not early third quarter like we saw in Morgantown. And so I, I think it's a confident group to begin with. They love the fact that, that uh, you know, they've got a lot of capable skill position guys that are being put into a very creative scheme that's keeping the defense on their toes, and they've got the ultimate trigger man implementing, you know, these calls that, that take a lot of great pre-snap reads and perceptiveness on where to go with the ball and a lot of quick decision-making in the moment on some of these option pitch plays where – Jalen has many times called his own number, and the results speak for themselves. 85 rushing yards at West Virginia, goes over 100 at Houston with two rushing scores, and he's passing it really efficiently as well. And so, uh, to me, it, when you have that special play caller that Andy Kotelnicki has become for Kansas with a capable extension of a coach on the field who – Honestly, he's a once-in-a-decade type guy, Jalen Daniels, a guy that took us over a decade to, to find that next special QB. I think Carter Stanley was the closest thing to feeling like we, we found our, our guy, but we only got that toward the very end of his career. And now you've got a guy like Jalen Daniels that could do it for several seasons for you. So this is uh, really exciting to be on the front end of this. And as you said, they're all good guys. And that starts with Lance Leipold. He is as humble and as just uh, impressive of an individual away from football. I mean, he flirts with his wife on Hawk Talk over the air and off. He's, just, he's a family guy. He's, he's, he's texting his daughter during commercial breaks and asking her how she's doing at college. I mean, and I, I'm not saying that coaches that aren't like that should be like that. I'm just saying it's refreshing. Like, he's, he's just a genuinely good guy who, who makes people feel appreciated and valued at all levels of the program whether you're one of his top coordinators or the guy that's refilling the Gatorade cooler, he makes you feel valued. And I, I just love, you know, in many ways, he, you know, he's, he's obviously a major conference talent that, that now you hear connections to other programs and all that, which we want to have go away. But he still treats people on a day-to-day basis with that D3 or, or you know, mid-major conference mindset where you're just 
grateful for what you have. You certainly want more, and we're enhancing facilities at Kansas uh, with every passing week. You know, they're putting more and more plans together to equip him with all that he needs. But my point is, he is big time. He's at the big time, and yet he still treats you on a daily basis like someone who's grateful to be here and excited about you know his, his fit in this organization at the University of Kansas. And so that, to me, is refreshing because you know not every coach we've had since Mangino has come in with that mindset that embraced this place for the special place that it is and felt grateful to be here and treated everybody to the degree that, uh, you know, that, that Lance Leipold has. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited about that. And, and that to me is, is certainly a sign that this can be sustained and built upon. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, we're able to keep him here for a long, long time. Pete Mundo, owner of HeartlandCollegeSports.com, with you here on the show. And uh, before we continue, DraftKings is the official sponsor of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And right now, DraftKings wants to get you hooked up. Obviously, you're a Big 12 fan, but also you're probably an NFL fan, right? And the NFL is in full swing. And at DraftKings, here's the deal. They're the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's absolutely outstanding. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. For every leg that you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? DraftKings Sportsbook. Download it now. Use our promo code HCS to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any game. That's code HCS for Heartland College Sports only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks, joining us on the show. So, Brian, as you look at uh, really go back to the middle of last season, heck, any point last season, since Lance Leipold got hired, it's easy to answer this question and say the Texas game. But was there a moment when you thought to yourself, okay, things are are going to be different under Coach Leipold than they were under any of his predecessors Outside of the Texas game, which is the obvious one to point to, is there a moment, it can be in a game, it can be in a practice, on, off the field, that you think back to where maybe something clicked for you and said, all right, we, we, may, we may have something here in terms of really building this program up the right way? Well, if you were at practices last year, you could just tell how highly organized everything was, just how much more was getting accomplished, and, and it just it felt different. Uh, but maybe for me, if there's a game moment that fans would have been a part of, it was the Oklahoma home game where Kansas had the Sooners on the ropes. And for a while, it looked like they were going to pull the upset. And there was a, a bit of a controversial play at the end of the game. Heads up play when it looked like Kansas had the Sooners stopped and they were able to lift the ball from the ball carrier in a, in a forward direction and extend the drive and, and ultimately uh, you know, fend off the upset bid. But having them on the ropes like that. And I'll never forget it. You know, it, it was a early game in which not a lot of students came out. Not a lot of fans were in the stands. And, you know, as you get to halftime and Jayhawks are pitching a shutout and you get into the third quarter and they're still looking like they might win this thing. The AD, Travis Goff, makes the decision to tell anybody in Lawrence, if you want to come, we're mm-hmm. opening up the gates and you come in for free. And, and they came storming in and Kansas darn near pulled it off. To fast forward 11 months later, uh, we don't have to let them in for free now. They're knocking on the door, potentially selling out this deep game. Hopefully we get to that point before Saturday rolls around. But, I mean, the fans are piling on the bandwagon. and 
So it, it's uh, it didn't take long for, for folks to realize we had something special in Lance Leipold. And thankfully, um, I think he's starting to feel the love and recognize that if you build it, they will come. Just like Field of Dreams taught us, it applies to Kansas football too. You build a winner. We, we do have passionate fans out there. And for all the loyal diehards that were with us through the 2-10 and 10 and 1-11 and 11 type seasons, uh, you know, your, your patience and your loyalty is about to be rewarded with a really exciting brand of football with genuinely great kids, young men that you can get behind. I mean, getting to, to talk with these kids every week on Hawk Talk, uh, it, it just reinforces how I feel about this team, its leadership, and how lucky we are to have this particular group. And it takes a special group when you go through everything that Kansas went through with, you know, five different coaches since Mangino. When you go through losing your previous head coach uh, at, at an awkward time of the year when, when spring ball is, is underway and Lance, of course, comes in not having any spring ball last spring in, uh, in 2021. And to get the guys to stick and stay, and Kenny Logan was the first one to do that when a lot of other players were leaving initially in that offseason. And then the culture that Lance Leipold has put in place with Matt Gildersleeve as a strength coach who does a lot with leadership training, culture building, everything they do to, to make this a place that these kids want to come to and be a part of and not look for greener pastures, that's exciting. And, and for fans that have, have, have watched players come and go and, and never you know, realize anything close to the Mangino era potential over the last 13 seasons, I feel like that patience is finally going to be rewarded here, and, and it's the type of success that can be sustained so long as they keep that leadership and that culture intact uh, like, like we're looking to do. So really exciting time to be a Jayhawk, and the best part is, Pete, we've only just begun. Yeah, it certainly feels that way. And when you look to this weekend, you mentioned the Duke game, a uh, potential sellout on the horizon. And, you know, the joke was always, hey, Kansas-Duke, great basketball matchup, but you got a couple of 3-0 and teams here on the football field. So when you look to this game, uh, Brian, and, and how KU keeps this momentum up, we haven't talked as much about the defensive side of the ball, but let's touch on that as they try to keep this thing going and improve to 4-0 uh, with the end of September right around the corner. Yeah, I think uh, the defense has been one of those work-in-progress, steady improvement-type stories these first three weeks where we've known there's some – really impressive individual pieces that have been added in, but we've been waiting to see them kind of put it all together and click. And we certainly saw that uh, from the second quarter on in Houston, and it's going to be necessary against what Duke will bring in on Saturday morning. But Lonnie Phelps is a guy who looks as imposing on the edge as any defensive end he's had since the Mangino era. He's the transfer from Miami of Ohio, second team All-Mac. You look at the linebacking core with Craig Young from Ohio State, uh, Eric Gilliard from Central Florida. We've got a couple of defensive backs back there with Kenny Logan that come from the Big Ten at Purdue and Michigan State, respectively. There's a lot of talent up and down that defense. It's proven collegiate talent and not you know trying to replace it with JC guys or, or true freshmen. Not that there's anything wrong with that. The point is these guys come in experienced and ready to compete right away. It still takes time to, to get everybody to, to you know to be playing together within the scheme that Brian Borland is implementing. But to see gradual progress, and you know, obviously Jacoby Bryant's been a great storyline the first two weeks of, of the season when he, he had the field goal block return for a touchdown of 61 yards and then a pick six in the game in Morgantown of 86 yards. I call him the Hawk Mamba because the other Kobe Bryant was Black Mamba. That was his own <laughs> self-given nickname. 
So we call our Kobe Bryant Hawk Mamba. And I'll tell you what, Hawk Mamba, he didn't get a touchdown in week three, but you know why he didn't? They hardly ever threw his way. His coverage mm-hmm. was so good. I, I can remember two times in which I called his name at all because they were going to the other side of the field. And so he, he's become a great talent back there too. So there's a lot to like. And, and I think uh, it sounds cliche, but you know, the best coach is competition because in terms of pushing guys, the best motivator and getting guys going is, is bringing in somebody that could take your spot. Kansas did that with all these portal additions. And whether those portal transfers earned starting roles or not, they've made the guys within that position room better. And so this is a different look on the Kansas defense. They aren't world beaters yet by any means, but what we have now is is enough depth to keep a healthy rotation on the D-line, to keep those legs fresh. We've got depth that's pushing guys to be the best they can be. And they're just now starting to scratch the surface of what they're capable of, which is very, very exciting. Well, these are certainly exciting times in Lawrence, as Brian Haney just noted. Voice of the Jayhawks joining us here on the show. Brian, enjoy a great call this weekend. We'll be listening. KU trying to get to 4-0 and to close out what would be an incredible month. They received votes in the AP poll this past week. Wow, this is awesome. Hey, Brian, keep up the great work, man. I know it's exciting for all you guys in the broadcast booth as well, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thank you, Pete. Appreciate you having me on, brother. Big fan of your work and longtime friends. Appreciate the opportunity to come on today. You bet. I've known Brian now for over 10 years. Uh, Before he was, you know, the voice of the Jayhawks. Prior to that, he was in Lubbock for a hot minute. Prior to that, he was doing a talk show in Lawrence. So, known the guy a long time, an outstanding guy. And obviously, you know, happy for the team with what they've done thus far, the players, but also guys like Brian Haney who have been around this program, graduated KU a couple decades ago, and, uh, you know, are seeing this team start to turn the corner in a major way faster than many of us expected. Hey, don't forget our sponsors, DraftKings. Use our promo code HCS. When you deposit, get a $5 bet on any NFL game, and then you're off to the races. If you win, $200 in free bets. How about that? Can't beat it. That's courtesy of our friends over at DraftKings. And on the podcast, rate, review, subscribe. A great way to help this show and – um We'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. Subscribe and then send me a screenshot of your rating and review on iTunes to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you hooked up with that free Heartland College Sports koozie. So appreciate you guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.